release and surrender is totally the vibe here. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, also known as the Pure Doula. And on this week's episode, I finally, (laughs) finally get Faith to come on and just talk about her journey with birth. And I say finally because we were connected by a mutual friend that we have. Um, maybe about like at least a year ago, about a year ago. And we were tr- trying to schedule a time for Faith to come on the podcast at one point a while back. Mom life is crazy. Time time differences, you know, she's in Texas, I'm in Jersey. Things get crazy, life happens. So it was always a challenge, but once um I I was like revamping the podcast and everything and like we stayed in touch still. We still talked, you know. She was like, "All right, let's do this." I'm like, "You know what? We need to do this." <laughs> So we finally made it work. It was worth the wait because her energy is just everything. Her mindset is like so inspiring. This entire conversation with her is so inspiring on so many different levels for so many different reasons for so many different women in different seasons of their life. And the whole like I think bottom line of the episode is really about releasing and surrendering, period. Yes, absolutely, 1,000% with birth, but with just a lot of things that surround it. Because to support birth, we not only have to release expectations and programming and this and that and surrender to the process itself to support it, but we also have to release different traumas, different life experiences, all kinds of stuff. So I'm super pumped for this. I hope you guys are too. And um, make sure you give her a follow. I put everything in the description below. She's also working on some children's books, which I'm pretty pumped to see how they come out and read them and grab one. Um, I love, love, love books. Mercy loves books. So, obviously, I can ramble about face all day, <laughs> but let's do this. Hi, Faith. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am blessed. Love that. Love to hear hey. it. I'm how glad that... Congratulations. Um, oh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. Definitely a blessing. And um, yeah, we're pumped. We're definitely pumped. I'm a little nervous to transition from one to two, but it, it I, can be I done. I understand that. <laughs> I'm in the same position, so I totally understand. Congratulations to you, too. Thank you. Um, but I'm excited to connect because, well, I know we tried doing this before, um, for you to share your birth story and um, we got connected through a real life mutual friend um, yeah. and she's amazing love Jess love her um, and you and I have been like friends in the online space for about a year now and um, it's just been a time coming of getting you on so I, I like the timing I think it's cool that you're pregnant too now and it's a great way to share your first birth story and what you've learned and what you're doing now with, or planning now for your second birth. Because um, we do learn a lot the first time around, that's for sure. Yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like after my first birth, like, not like Im- immediately afterwards, I was like, no, I need to do this one more time. Because I have like, <laughs> hold on. Like, it was cool to experience it, but I was like, no, I know what I've done wrong. Now. Like, not wrong. Like, I know where I can ease my next birth for yes so like because it's not you know you don't it's nothing's wrong it's all a learning process so oh absolutely yeah. 
Um, so, Miss Faith, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and then just what you're going to share and you can jump right in and start sharing away. Okay. Um, my name is Faith Schetzner. Uh, I live here in Houston, Texas. Um, I do social media management, um, but now I'm in mommy mode because I'm in my third trimester. So I'm in full focus. Um, that was something that I did differently this time, uh, was focusing more on like probably about like 30 weeks, like I'm 31 weeks now, but 30 weeks is like, nope, we have to like shift and transition to focusing for the birth. Um, so yeah, so I have one little one right now who's two. And so I'm actually currently two, just kind of am in the season of releasing, um, I used to, you know, I used to be in the industry more. I used to like go out and model and do things, but I'm in my mommy transition now and I'm actually mm. absolutely loving it. Actually, it's way more peaceful. Um, <laughs> I'm yes. in a position where <laughs> I'm, I've written some children's books and I actually, it's interesting. Like again, so this birthing process and just being present and listening to my body, um, I had a bunch of things I wanted to accomplish before. I was like, before I have this baby, I need to get my books on Amazon. I need to do this and do that. So I'm working on a few children's books, a few Aww. personal reflection books of just self-reflection, um, which really came through this pregnancy, helped me really reflect as I entered. Um, and some of that came from my um, postpartum experience and my delivery experience. My first time around, um, I like didn't face that I was scared. I was just saying like, oh, I'm doing the affirmations. I'm not scared. There's one thing to do the affirmations, but it's another thing to actually believe them. And um, something that I'm working on now is called like the welcoming practice. Um, it's like you have to accept the feeling before you can fully release it. Like you can't be mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not scared if you don't welcome it at first. Because if mm -hmm. not, it's going to go into your body and hide in your body somewhere. <laughs> and so, and you know this in birthing, it comes up. So um, I definitely know that attributed to my, I think my birth was what, like three days, the first the first 40 something hours. Um, Zuzu came, uh, I was dilated to a three on Friday. She came almost at like mid like midnight on Sunday. She came like 11, 11 oh, wow. <laughs> and I was I was at a seven on Saturday so I my active labor labor began at like 3 a.m on that Saturday and I didn't have her till like 11 a.m and then by 3 p.m 12 hours later I was like at a seven they thought the baby was going to be there before five like they were like oh you're, you're 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 progressing really fast right now and then um because I didn't do the work and face the fears and actually because I didn't post prepare for postpartum um, and because I didn't have like proper, I had friend, a friend there and my mom there, but they didn't, I didn't understand how I wanted them to support me in that space. Mm -hmm. So that is something why a, a doula is so important. Yeah, <laughs> they get it. <laughs> yes. I had midwives, but still like my midwives jobs are to deliver my baby. They, they can they can kind of emotionally support me, but their number one priority is to make sure my baby and I am healthy and everything's right. going. So as much as you know, like Megan and Ashley did help support me, um, they still you know had a job to do. So like I couldn't expect them to be a hundred percent present with me the whole time. And then what I noticed with my mom, she's never done a natural birth. She's also mm. going on her own things in her life. And then my friend who's never had a baby before, you know, she was there, but she, you know, she took pictures and she was there, but, you know, she didn't really understand because I also hadn't expressed what I needed in that time. Mm. So that's something that like, I'm grateful for the experience. And that's why I've actually hired a doula this time around. Um, I because, love that. Um, even with partners, like with that, in that situation, um, my partner was not someone who, could be present because he wasn't a safe person for me or my child to be around. And that was something I had to accept to continue to birth because once I accepted that and realized this actually upsets me, um, 
I purged, I threw up, and then my baby came an hour later. <laughs> so it was like one of those things. And then also once I released the fear of like, I don't know how I'm going to do this alone because I didn't mm. make postpartum plans. And so that's something I'm also doing differently. Um, prepping for postpartum, telling, like making a list of like, okay, this is what I need done. This is who I'm going to have here this week, that week, that week. And like making it like really important and not really making it like, can you come help me? Like, no, are you or are you not? Like we got a mm -hmm. schedule to fill because this is how it needs to be done, especially with this transition to two. Because I was like, probably about two months ago, I, I had a breakdown. Like I was like, how am I going to do this? I was like, my last postpartum was really hard. Um, my mom had a family emergency. So like within less than 12 hours of me giving birth, she left. And thankfully oh, my, my aunt God. was on the way. But within like a few hours of giving birth, so I had Zuzu at 11, by 7 a.m. my mom was gone the next, oh, at Sunday. So I didn't have someone back there with me until like 5 p.m. that day. And that was really hard. So um, I realized, I was like, no, this can't happen again. And then mm -hmm. also I realized like I need to make, establish my support system and establish my needs and even my boundaries postpartum too because I realized that is even something that I kind of was freaking out about too when I was thinking about the birth was postpartum was really hard on me because I didn't take those steps. And again, that's why you hire a doula because yeah. <laughs> a doula isn't just there for, um, you know, they're not just there just for the birth. They're also there for the postpartum time. And, you know, if, and if you need to extend that help, you know, every doula service is different and, you know, and you can, and I know most of them are, customizable how they work and that's the point of a doula because they're not just there for your birth and then they disappear you know right midwives it's not like they disappear but like it's like they're done because they don't do that yeah. like spiritual <laughs> emotional like connection it's like okay you're healthy bye <laughs> yeah right it's like okay cool the baby's good you're good bye you know there's no reason to check in really so yeah, I definitely was like, no, like, and, and that was something I was grateful for. Like when I realized like, no, I need a doula. Cause even like this go round, my partner, I know I'm going to need help with my daughter. Mm. So, um, and he's expressed, it's a different partner, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, um, he's expressed that he doesn't know how he feels about being in that birthing space. And through him expressing that, I realized it's not realistic for me to be like, no, you're going to be my birth partner and you're going to pull this baby out. If this is not something he's necessarily like, he might be squeamish about. I don't want that energy yes. around. And yes. so, and I think that's something we have to be realistic too with our partners is if they might not be able, because like not all men, but like it's, it's a feminine, like, I don't know. It's duality in it, but it's like my, my godmother was explaining like, you know, like in tribal period like periods like only the women go into the tent the men protect it outside and then the women deliver the baby so it's not mm -hmm. necessarily even their space, space for men for men yes so yeah. i realized i was like i want a doula so i won't get mad i can stay calm um i'm also reading the book orgasmic birth and that's what they talk mm -hmm. about is like to reach the state that we are meant to birth in um what they try to synthesize that you need to be calm and I realized to be calm is to release expectations so mm. um, part of that is like I said hiring a doula because they they know what you want they can listen to you they can advocate for you and then they also you know some of her the options I hired I really wanted to hire you here in Texas but you I know, know I would have <laughs> loved that like that would have been we would have had so much fun together and like watch we probably would have like had birth at the same time or something right I was like I was like you know what it probably aligns because we probably would have been birthing it <laughs> that would be so cool <laughs> my midwife is pregnant too isn't that so crazy oh so, yeah yeah she's due March as well so it's oh like, I love that yeah later March I'm earlier but you know it's just a window so right right <laughs> we just, we'll see when baby wants to come out yeah but yeah, so that's kind of like my prep this go round. And just even my outlook was learning that like, no, like I have to take initiative. I have to take the action and I have to make the choice of how I want my birth. And by, ha by having a support system, I empower myself. So yeah. that is really my mindset this time around. Whereas last time I was like, 
oh, it's cool. I can do the affirmations. I've got the midwives. I got it. I was like, no, nope, I need a doula because there's definitely, yeah, you definitely need like spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally that support. So. Yeah. And I think like, like you're such a great example for women with your mindset, your personality, everything, because there's so many women who, when they go through that first experience, they're like, oh no, that's it. I'm not doing it again. It's not what I thought. Like, this is too hard. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, instead of like surrendering to what it is and being like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is how it works. This is kind of where I need to adjust something, or this is where I need to prepare differently this time, you know? And I think that's really good, really great inspiration for so many women because we're just not taught anything. And the same thing goes with like men, like how you were talking about your partner, which is, I think, a totally great choice for both of you to just let him be where he's comfortable. So you're comfortable. So you don't absorb Mm -hmm. that, you know, but for men and women in our society, it's like, we're not told anything. We're not educated on anything. And when we're so conditioned to just obey authority and listen to the doctors, they're not even telling women anything. So Mm. it's like when you take the experience and learn from that itself, you are like light years ahead of so many women just from going through that and having that mindset that you do, you know? Right. No, thank you. And thank you for saying that because I actually very appreciative of the experience because as you know, like a birthing and I, and especially natural birthing, it is like a map for your life, like for spiritually mm. and mentally, like it teaches you so much. And then, you know, I've actually learned a lot too this go round because I birthed how I birthed. That's why like, you know, like I started following you and I didn't know anything of what happens in the hospital until like I really followed you and a couple other doulas. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, I know. I was like, I was like, oh, they would have totally C-sectioned me when I was at a seven. Yeah. For, like, for how hours. long you were in labor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and especially my labor actually slowed down too. Because my body, so I didn't do many checks because I was at a seven for so long. I was like, I'm like, I can feel hair. I know I'm good. Let me just try to push. So I tried to push Mm. at an eight. So Mm -hmm. um, I exerted a lot of energy there. And that's also something I'm not going to do is just push because I want baby out. I'm going to listen to my body. (laughs) Yeah. I pushed and then my contractions actually slowed down to the point where I could take a nap. They were almost like three to five minutes apart. Oh, wow. They were like, they were like, they slowed down, down. But I was so grateful because I was able to nap between contractions in the tub, in the pool. And it was like, it was, our bodies know what they're doing. My body was like, no, you need to rest and recoup. Yeah, especially after that long. I had, you know, I had my realization like, hey, I need to release this energy of wanting this person to be here purged threw up literally within an hour after I purged I transitioned um transitioning was hard (laughs) I told everyone I said whatever I say in transition don't listen I'm not (laughs) I don't mean it don't mean it and then my water broke and then right after my water broke she came like probably within 20 minutes of my water breaking so in the water and um yeah so it was like once the transition hit it hit but like I said, I've noticed it wasn't until I purged literally emotionally, um, physically, um, spiritually. Yeah. Which is amazing. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I had her in the other room. And she just no, came. it's totally fine. I get it. It's mom life. <laughs> I love to hear the babies. Um, but, and that says a lot too, with like, even, even her wanting to be born, you know, like mm-hmm. she's like, and I need to feel safe and like, right. That you're okay. You know? So it definitely, some people, you know, they, they see what I post or what other doulas post or birth workers, whatever. And they're like, um, okay. You sound a little cuckoo, but it's, it's the truth. When you mm. feel those feelings, recognize them get rid of them, purge them, like you said, 
before labor or even during like you did. And I had to do it during labor too at one point. Mm. They'll come up, like you said. And it's like, it just shows that your body, your baby, everything's connected. And if it does, your baby doesn't feel safe, your body doesn't feel safe because of what you're feeling, it's just, it, it's not going to continue so easily, you know? Yes. No, I, I like how you said that because it is true. Like there's things that come up and even um, this go round, I'm preparing myself how I'm going to handle. That's why, um, like when I said I came on like about the welcoming practice, I'm grateful to be taught that because I know it's going to help me when I'm birthing. Because I know, even though as much as I'm preparing now, I'm also allowing, like, the grace uh, that I know that I might not be able to cover every fear, right? Right, of course. (laughs) And I love that you had said that because it's true. There's things that come up that you don't even know that might pop up. And, like, and being like, okay, this this comes up. Like, how can I cope and how can I work um, through my body? To accept and release this so I can empower myself and my baby to come. Yeah, and definitely, like, releasing and surrendering, you said quite a few times, and I know we've talked about that before, and, like, that is also, I just think, so major to do during the process because, like, as much as we would like to control it and feel in control, like, we're just not. And that's going to just go against it. So like, and as a control freak, I can attest to that. So it's like when you just realize, all right, I have to release this expectation or I have to release this fear. I have to just surrender to what's happening right now. And it's Mm. okay. Things are going to, it's all going to progress. It's all going to happen. And Mm. you birthed at home, which is amazing. And like you said before, if you were in the hospital, with how long you're in labor, because they love to put a time frame on labor. Right. <laughs> like, it could have just went so south, so quick, caused so much trauma, so much more things you would have to work through, and all of that. And I think that's just another reason why I'm like, everyone should just stay that heck home. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even go, because it's just too much of a, like, a game to play to even be able to be in there. Um, Ooh, even energetically when you think of the lights and you think of this space like yeah I'm like yeah I'm not sick <laughs> right, right. Like, and when you talk about control everything there is about control because and I think that's um the reason why birth goes how it goes in the United States is because it, it's this masculine energy trying to come in and control something that is completely flowy <laughs> yeah you can't one size fit all like you just have to be patient and really let um like the divine go through because you had posted something recently too about the cord being around Zuzu's neck like I Mm. know for a fact they would have cut me open because her cord was around her neck Mm -hmm. her cord was around her neck and I pulled her out the water by her foot and she's fine like, she didn't have any, you know like I didn't realize yes. the cord was around her neck the midwife was trying to tell me but I was you know I just pushed a baby out so I couldn't hear anyone so so yeah with the quarter you pulled her out and her cord was around her neck and yeah. that's the thing like the the mainstream health industry like whatever you want to call it obese the hospital like they're not even properly informed on like what the cord is. I mean, not, they're not informed on birth period. They're just programmed to treat it medically and control it. But like the cord around her neck, yeah, they would have viewed that as a crazy emergency, but it's like so brilliantly designed that look how safe and healthy your baby is. Like, why would that be a possibility, a very common possibility to happen to a baby if it's so dangerous, you know, if it wasn't designed to be able to withstand that, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's such a good point. Like, if it wasn't common, why does it ha- If it was so dangerous, why is it so common? I love right, that. Right. And it's like, when you, I'm sure you like touch the cord and we're mm-hmm. such in like a different state once we give birth. So you probably, you might not remember, or maybe you do, but you know, the cord, it's like, it's like jelly and squishy and 
Right. It can't cut off anything that's flowing through it. Like, it's just divinely, brilliantly designed. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, because when I thought about it, I'm like, she's underwater. Like, because she just came from water. So, yeah. like, <laughs> thankfully, because she was in the water, you know, they pulled her up and undid it. And then she was fine and she cried. Like, she was, she was fine. Like, it literally was less than 10 seconds, like, that she got it off of her throat mm-hmm. so I was just like it, it made me like when you posted that it made me think I was like yeah they if I was in a hospital they would have cut the cord because we have to cut it now because it's around her neck and I, so I was yeah. so grateful because you know like I was like we are not cutting the cord I'm keeping my placenta you know they would have I, I could see the whole and now that I've like followed you and like really educated myself more I was like oh yeah and especially because I'm a melanated woman, I know they would have been like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you definitely. And because I'm vegan, I know what they would have done. They would have taken my blood and been like, oh, you're high risk because of your iron. My midwife checked my iron and it's fine. But I know if I had told, expressed to them, I learned I don't tell doctors I'm vegan anymore and just let them do it because like I let it them run. Like, many problems. Yeah. Because yeah. They're nat- they naturally are going to, in their minds create problems because yeah. even with Zuzu, um, when I told them that she was on a plant-based diet when they tested her iron it was low I had brought her back and they tested her again and I didn't mention the diet at all and it was fine so isn't that interesting yeah it was <laughs> I was like I was like oh I, I did like you know try to up the protein in a supplement but even with that I was like huh that's interesting because I was still breastfeeding and um yeah, I noticed. I was like, that's interesting when I don't mention the veganism. Right. And what when they tested it, it went away. And then now they don't even test for it because I don't talk about, oh, yeah, I only feed her plant-based. And it's actually, so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but, like, thankfully, I have a great doctor who, like, she doesn't pressure vaccinations on me. And it's been a good transition. I think that's something important, too, like, yeah. in the pregnancy period to find that pediatrician because – I know how stressed I was in that postpartum period as well, too, trying to find this doctor because I had was I was told probably 15. We won't accept you um, until I found this doctor who would take my insurance and not pester me (laughs) for my medical decisions. That many. Wow. That is so crazy and it's just so messed up it just shows you that they're so money hungry because of like the kickbacks they get with them you know right. and just again being indoctrinated to believe that somehow injecting these poisons and chemicals and animal cells in your body is healthy for whatever reason but <laughs> but exactly like if that's your belief figure that out quick because that's another stressor you don't need and like you don't realize how you don't realize what postpartum's like until you're in it like I didn't even give any thought to mine like really at all I'm like what do I need to do I'll just like breastfeed and like chill whatever but it's like dang like how am I gonna eat (laughs) I need to take a shower (laughs) (laughs) I need to go poop like what is happening right (laughs) it's like how do you like in your mind is just so baby it's like it's almost like you really need someone else to remind you to eat and to remind you to like it's such an interesting space and that's actually what I kind of wrote on the list um I wrote a list for my partner I was like okay so I know me I need you to just bring me water bring me food like we're gonna work out a list of the foods I need to help revive um and revitalize and that was something that you know I was having an issue eating and like craving things just because I was so tired. Like my brain, I couldn't even think of what I'd want to eat. Mm. And so like this time around, I'm trying to plan um, food that will nourish my body in recovery and have those prepared. Which is the best thing to do. Like that's something I learned and I tell women all the time when they're like, Oh, what do I need on my baby register? What do I need for this? And I'm just like, get you a postpartum doula or get your partner like prepared get these meals prepared ahead of time like stock up on nourishing foods and snacks and like 
electrolytes, whatever it is you need, because you don't think about that. And you're not, you need to rest. Like, that's the main thing. Like, stay in bed. Like, don't get out of bed. Rest, let your body heal. And it was so crazy not to, like, go off topic, but it just reminded me. My husband and I, we went and picked up some food from a local, like, restaurant bar in our town. And Mm -hmm. he said that there was a woman and her husband, whoever, sitting at the bar with a baby she had, like, five days ago. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I know. He was like, (laughs) he was like, the hostess was telling me about it. And he was like, he's like, I told the hostess, like, I'm just glad my wife's not in here because she would have been freaking out. Like, telling that mom she's got to go rest. Like, what are you doing? Like, lay down. <laughs> and I was like, our society, that they just, we don't, they don't get it. They're like, okay, now we got to get back to woman bounce back mode, my life, this, right. that, get me out of the house. Let me do this. It's like postpartum, you got to just chill. Like, it's okay to be still and do nothing yeah. because what the nothing you're doing is literally like everything you know healing a whole <laughs> yeah healing your body because you just created a human that you're still nourishing yes <laughs> like the baby sitting at the bar like just was in your womb not even a week ago like what talking about what's going on <laughs> right right that's crazy and no oh shame goodness. like it's never shaming but it's just yeah. like that's an example of what our society just expects what they teach what it's like you know just not being informed on what to do for your body and for your baby, you know, you're, you know, you're a hundred percent right. Because honestly, I was probably moving around within a week just because I didn't have the support I needed. So Mm -hmm. I had, I I didn't really have any other option. Right. I had to cook. I had to go out and get groceries like with, you know, and I had to go, like I had to actually move. And but because of that, I bled longer than I was supposed to. Mm. So that is something when you said she was out that early, I wrote that in my notes. I said, I'm not leaving the house for two weeks. Yes. <laughs> the first week, <laughs> I'm going to stay in bed. The second yeah. week, I'm going to start moving around and doing stuff. But I want really that time to heal because even emotionally, I was, I was going through so much too. And like, not I wasn't focusing on healing me and honestly like at the beginning of this pregnancy like I know that I was scared of my postpartum experience because I just had Zuzu just turned two so I never actually dealt with I never sat down and dealt with how hard postpartum was for me and especially because um Zoo's father was physically abusive to me. So I was also going through leaving an abusive relationship postpartum with a baby, but also trying to figure out how to co-parent with someone, seeing if maybe I could even, you know, but I'm like, can I even trust this person? You know, like trying to be, you know, like as a mom, you're like, you want your child to be there around their father. But as a mother, you're like, I can't trust this person. So I have to be mindful because I know how they are with me. You know, and so I I cut that very shortly after Um, she wasn't even a month old. And I was like, no, this isn't maintainable for me. But, you know, that was something also in the postpartum period that affected me was I wasn't focusing on me. I was trying to, to focus on how I could build their relationship. And I realized, no, like mom needs you have to take care of you afterwards. My godmother is a doula um, and she was talking about like in the olden like like in tribal like in Africa it's different like you have a womb blessing but a baby shower happens after the baby's born because it's for the mom it's not really just for the baby it's like for the mom because she's like it's like our call is so weird like she's like we we focus so much on this baby but the baby just needs mom we're not focusing on mom so yeah that like literally gave me the chills because it's so true baby just needs mom but mom can't be there for baby if nothing no one or nothing is there for her right she that's wow like, i would love to just go there and be a part of that be a fly on the wall like their culture and how they treat birth and women um, because it's probably so powerful and beautiful and 
I doubt I, I for a fact there's probably zero postpartum mood disorders <laughs> you know like <laughs> right. of course it can happen but mm-hmm. they're so supported and doing it the right way that there's no chance for it to manifest oh you know what they do too the mom doesn't breastfeed like the first week the wet really the, the wet nurse does so like oh. the sister because like like so they there's someone else delegated to feed your child Wow, so you, the mom can rest because because that's what she's telling me. She's like, well, that's normally why women's milk don't even come in, right? Like, so your child yeah. goes to someone else who already has milk in, and wow, so mom, you know, like mom needs to rest. So someone else is that's where the term wet nurse comes from. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that. So she that's, that's what so- she explains like. When she explains it, and she helped me realize, too, she helped support me in my birth. She wasn't able to physically make it in that time. This time, hopefully, hopefully I'll have two doulas this go around. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be able to be there. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what she's saying. They have wet nurses. So it's like the support is just, it's really tribe. Like, it's just a different. And even my um, my friend who she was saying, like, in, like, <clears throat> like she's, um. Muslim and like and in that culture, um, her her family in law is Palestinian. She was saying just how supported she was. Like they just supported her mm-hmm. so much. Like that first month, like she didn't even leave the house. Like how just traditionally, how much support is there? And I think like I don't know why in America besides like the masculine energy, but like America, it's just like. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. <laughs> it's like ass backwards. Like, yeah. Sorry for cursing, but it's just like, <laughs> no way. gosh, I, no, what else am I going to say for it? Because right. it's really just. <laughs> what's you just, to have, just... <laughs> you just had ahead, a baby. Go. Now come back. <laughs> See you in a yes. <laughs> Yeah. Pay someone else to do what you were created to do for the baby and go back up to work so you can like pay taxes so we can make more money off of you and right. do this and do that. And gosh, I could speak forever about that. My conspiracy theorist side will come out and I'll probably get banned <laughs> from platform for it. But <laughs> it's just really sad. It's so sad. And it's crazy too because. Um, I live in a short town, which is a tourist town. So we get a lot of um, men and women, young men and women or teenagers from uh, different European countries or even like different African countries all over the other side of the world that come to work in the summer. So I've made, you Mm. know, a few friends and I'm always fascinated with anyone from a different country with their culture and how their country functions and how people live you know and when I tell when we talk about birth they're just like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) and and it's crazy because like a lot of them feel like oh America is this great place it's you know the land of opportunity the American dream and yeah of course if you want to make money if you want to grow if you want to do this it is great here (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but when it comes to that stuff I'm like no like like your country or your culture like I'm jealous like, right you know you're doing it the right way like you have the tribe you, you're sticking to what it is you're not like trying to make birth fit into a capitalist lifestyle or whatever you know what I mean like right. it's just so crazy and but it's nice to know that there are other places that still honor and respect women and babies and birth and all of that right no that is a blessing to know that there's you know that it's not just that like the whole world's like this that it's like it's really it's just us and <laughs> that, yeah you know, it's able to shift, you know that other cultures and you know like we can learn and we can shift and we mm-hmm. can you know, that, that that's not the only option. <laughs> right. And as much as, like, the internet can be overwhelming, I think it's great in that aspect to connect with people from those other places and see, like, what their normal is, you know, of birth or postpartum or whatever. Right. No, I think it's so crazy how um, 
co-sleeping is so <laughs> frowned upon. And I'm like, how are you going to breastfeed your baby? <laughs> you you know, <laughs> like seriously. And I'm like, just, I'm like, listen, like just turn everything off. Baby was in you depending on you for like its whole life that it knows. And now all of a sudden you want to put it by itself in a room that's cold and lonely and dark and like there's no heartbeat yeah like your little snoo or your sound machine is not gonna do what you're supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) and then you complain that you're not sleeping and you want to sleep train and all these i'm just like just put the baby in the bed and keep your boobs out you'll be fine (laughs) right right and actually that helps your milk supply even when um so I had got mastitis at one point pretty oh, early on um, because I would sleep in a bra, not f- let my boobs be free. <laughs> and so <laughs> the bra, when I would sleep in it, when my milk would come in, it would get stuck in like the sides oh. I was sleeping on. So I actually thought I had COVID <laughs> within the first two weeks. I was like, I'm Yeah, fine. it feels like the but, flu. Oh, it is it was the worst thing that I was like I was like woke up in sweats I was like my baby is my baby okay like I took the COVID I was like oh my gosh and ironically my my grandpa (laughs) he was like he's like you might have mastitis I was like what oh I love him (laughs) he's like is it hard I was like yeah my boobs are so hard and hot and uh yeah like it was interesting because you know like it came out the milk was even thick like a like a thick mask came out um and but you know what baby knew to do baby she just stayed drinking like it's like she knew because she was within the first two weeks it's like zuzu knew zuzu just suckled and suckled until i it i made it through like within a day and then i actually hired a lactation consultant afterwards um yeah they can be very helpful for sure because i was like nope I was like, <laughs> doing I'm like we're not doing this again. So, yeah, thankfully it I is have rough. Oof. the flu. But is, you're yeah. right. Like the bras can definitely restrict it, and like just everything. Like with, like you said, our culture here and everything. And co sleep, have your boobs out. Baby can just latch on. Like you said, they know exactly what to do, and you'll be good. And your milk comes in faster, too, when that happens. Yeah, it's going to keep on flowing if baby keeps on nursing, that's for sure. But um, I love, like, I'm just, like, obsessed with you and everything that you're sharing is just so inspiring. And I know a lot of women are going to have a lot of aha moments and just realize that they can take their power back if they had an experience that they didn't care for with their first birth and not let it dictate the rest of their life or control the rest of their life. Mm. Um, So I want to thank you for doing this and I'm so glad we finally got to do this, but just plug yourself, like where (laughs) can people find you? How can they follow you um, about anything about your children's books, which I'm super excited to check them out once they're finished. Um, so now you can just like brag about yourself because everyone should follow you. <laughs> you're sweet. Well, and thank you. And thank you for having this platform. Like it's so needed and I'm so grateful that I can follow you. And I really Aww. love the way um, you communicate about birth without fear because there's some doula pages I follow too where it is like more fear mongering about the hospital system. But I love that you are like just communicative about and educational and I love that you create this safe space and thank you for giving me I'm about to cry you know pregnancy I'm grateful that like (laughs) you know uh that I'm able to share my story and let other people hear it because it is such you know like it's been such a blessing to be empowered through my last birth and to be in this headspace um, but yeah, so my Instagram is Faith Oshun. So Faith and then O-S-C-H-U-N. Um, I also have a plant-powered mommy page. Um, it's under construction, so it's private right now. But you can follow that. That's where I post like my plant-based recipes, places I eat. Um, that's actually kind of where I talk more about breastfeeding and such. Okay. Um, so, but I'm going to revamp that once baby's here. Um, and then my books, they will be posted there as well um, when those come out. 
And yeah, those books are going to be just a couple affirmation books for kids. Um, and then also preparing baby and the transition with baby. So oh, I love that for little ones. I wanted to do that. Um, make my own book for it because there weren't really, I found a couple books, but I haven't really found any books I really connected to well um, for this particular transition. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah, going to, yeah. I kind of want to, you know, I want Zoo to have her own customized book for her. So, and that's something I'm working on too, making like customized um, children's books where it's like you can make your child's name or make your child the character for this transition with a baby. So it's, they can connect to the book and be like, oh, okay, I can relate. This is me and I'm about to have a baby, you know. Yeah, so that's something I'm that. working on. Um, that's, that's in the works. So awesome. Yeah. So I, was, I will link everything down below, like, so they can easily just click and follow you. Um, so send me your plant-based one because I don't think I follow okay. that one. But I will send you that one. I'm so excited. I'm so glad we connected and I appreciate yes, all your kind you. words for real. And somehow we'll have to like get up and like bring Jess along. And yes. <laughs> and Relative do something honor. together. Yes. When are you, um, when's, when's your uh, birth window? Are you sooner so or later? I think I'm like the middle or towards the end of April actually. Okay. So, Ooh, so Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't, like, I'm so just, like, you know, against everything. <laughs> so I haven't seen anyone yet. <laughs> I will eventually, so the government will leave me alone. But um, <laughs> uh, I prefer to just, like, just go with it. And people are like, when are you, you know, when when's your estimated blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we'll see. I think it's April, maybe May. 420 would be right. cool, but we'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> My husband would love that. <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I'm always here for you. And I'm really excited about your thank second you. baby and everything that you have going on. So thank you again, Faith. Yes. And I know we will, uh, of course, chat on Instagram for sure. Okay, yes. No, thank you so much. And thank you again for creating this safe, this, this safe space and this healing space for women to come and talk about their birth and inspiring women to take back their power and Aww. step back into the power of birth. So thanks. That means so much. I mean, you know what? You, you remind me of something like sharing your story too is, is very healing, you know, like for yourself even. So mm -hmm. I, I like to tell women that who come on because a lot of the women go from either traumatic or just something they didn't prefer with their first birth to like this mm -hmm. redemptive second birth you know and when they Ooh, tell I love story, that yeah <laughs> they share the story and they're like oh like I feel even like stronger about it now or more healed about it and it's like mm -hmm. the more you share you're not only helping women you're helping yourself so thank mm. you for doing that and all your kind words you're so sweet <laughs> thank you thank you so much and I'm so excited congrats to you on the second birth and this thank empowered you. journey I'm so excited yes ah, I plan so to stay excited. home this time I'm not going to <laughs> those crazy hospitals but <laughs> god willing I get to stay home <laughs> are you gonna do water this time around um I like I haven't really thought about it I don't like one thing about me and I don't judge or shame or anything like free will is great I don't want to put like so much pressure on pressure. like a type of birth in that sense um I think water is probably great for pain management and like birthing and it just seems so like magical like I would love to birth in the ocean like that's my ultimate dream Ooh, go in the yes. ocean and give birth <laughs> so like if I can do it that way yeah but like <laughs> whatever like feels good I'm just gonna go with if I could have a water birth that would be amazing but I'm not gonna like put so much pressure on it to be like make it a thing you know what I mean yeah no I'm glad you said that actually because actually in my birth there were I did a circuit so some of the times I was pushing I wasn't in the water I wasn't sure um if she was really gonna come in the water or not because oh, sometimes wow. it felt better for me to be on all fours on my bed um mm. than in the water so I did like a circuit of pushing <laughs> I was 
like right hold on. and which is good like I wanna, listening I to your try body. everything everything yeah. so I love that you said that and I think that is actually really important because I said I wanted a water birth but I tried everything so I'm glad you brought that up because yeah that's and awesome that's, you don't want to have that expectation because yeah I'm in some birth groups on Facebook and like I see so many women after their birth like oh I didn't get to birth in the water or I didn't get to do this and like they're so let down by it and it's like is the water gonna really make a difference you know what I mean like you gotta do what feels good for you and if that's like for me it was like a lot of standing and walking Mm. you know for you it's being on all fours for another woman it's sitting in the water like whatever works but like you mentioned earlier like releasing any expectations and surrendering is what's going to be best. So wherever yeah. that leads you, perfect. You know, I think like some water birth things are just becoming so trendy and like cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like this crunchy like expectation of like, oh, I need to have a water birth or it's like not the and, best birth. And some things thing. too with the water births, one of the reasons why I got out the water is sometimes it can slow your contractions. Um, right, because it's so, so relaxing. Uh, yeah. Like, right, so that's right. why sometimes I would get out. And when I birthed Zoo, I was in the water. I was on, I was on my knees, but my arms were like hanging over the tub. And mm. then when she actually ejected from me, I stood up. Like it, <laughs> I don't yeah. like I don't, all, all, I don't. You know, my body did it. I stood up. And, you know, like it was like a. Like, you see me leaning, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, she's coming, she's coming, and you see me, and you see baby. <laughs> you see me I go up that. and baby come out. So, you know, it is, like, whatever you're – you know, she was in the water because she came out in the water, but my body, like, ejected up as well. So, like you said, you just never even – you know, you never know. Like <laughs> Right, you don't. You, know? you don't. You don't at all. And I wanted that the first time around so badly. I put so much pressure on it, and then, like, my whole plan changed and, like – last minute decided we were going to go to the hospital just so much and it's like you don't need to like put all this pressure on it just like right. chill just go with it <laughs> go with the flow go with, <laughs> right go with the flow let it happen and whatever happens happens you know and I think that's the overall message like you were saying just release and surrender and it's all good <laughs> yes what's <laughs> people be so. Uh, yes yes amen to that girlfriend that is so true um but yes I know we can talk forever so <laughs> sorry I was like, oh. <laughs> we can definitely talk forever um but yes I will be in touch with you for sure and get all the get your other Instagram link and everything so everyone can easily give you a follow you're definitely an inspiration and an amazing woman so i will talk to you probably later today okay awesome awesome i will hear from you shortly then have a good day thank you you too and enjoy this season of creation wow what a conversation that was (laughs) it was so amazing like just so inspiring to release and surrender like I said get back to who we are is our inner feminine power like just so much so much I want to thank Faith I hope you all give her a follow if you enjoyed this episode and this podcast please 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 rate us give us five stars screenshot this share to your story tag me I love 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 sharing you guys to my story and seeing who's all listening I really pray this helps whoever needs this. Y'all bless.